Hey ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I'm Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today's Psalms are from Book 2, and they are all from King David. These are Psalms 54 through 64. According to Godfrey in the Learning to Love the Psalms book, these 10 Psalms show commitment despite enemies. Most of these Psalms are lament, imprecatory, with one possible penitent, which means they're sorry for their sin, and one possible wisdom, and one possible praise. Again, one Psalm may have a bit of all of them in them, and this is why it's difficult to define a specific category to each Psalm. Well, Psalm 54 David asks God to save him, to vindicate him, to hear him, to give ear to him. Then David says that God is his helper, his sustainer, and his deliverer. It ends with David willingly giving sacrifices, which reference the altar at the tabernacle. He also gives thanks to the Lord. In other words, God took care of the situation. This situation with the Ziphites is found in 1 Samuel chapter 23 verses 19 through 29. The Ziphites were going to turn David over to King Saul. King Saul almost got David, but there was a raid on Saul's kingdom and he had to stop pursuing David and go home and fight the Philistines. When we look to the Lord, he will fight our battles for us. Psalm 55. In this song of crying out to God, I have always loved verse 6. It says, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I think I love this because I've cried a similar prayer of escape so many times I cannot count. I remember being a mom of twin toddlers and just going to the bathroom and staying just a little bit longer than necessary just to breathe for a moment. And then I either hear a on the door or a cry, Mom! I take a big breath and I would head on out to my children. We talked last week about how some of David's enemies were his friends, and we see that again in verses 12 through 15. These men walked in the house of God together, verse 14. That reminds me of many of church splits. Then David says he will call upon the Lord. And then it cracks me up when he says in verse 17, Evening, morning, and at noon, I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. This seems in drastic contrast to the New Testament in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16-18, through 18, where Paul writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why can scripture, quote, contradict itself? Truthfully, it is not. Again, we have to keep in mind the context. The psalm is David crying out, and he's honest to God about his crying out. And God loves, 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 loves honesty, even if it's ugly. But in the New Testament, we who are in Christ, 
we have the Holy Spirit living with us, which enables us to give thanks in all situations. Plus, number two, this is Paul telling us what we should do, what God desires of us, what a heart like God's looks like. If we are sincere, God does hear us either way. In verse 19, we see of someone who sits on the throne. So it does refer to a kingdom. Then the end of the psalm, David says, he will trust in the Lord. Psalm 56 is similar to Psalm 34. Keep in mind that the five books of the Psalms were five different scrolls, verses all in one book like what we have. Plus, if they used one scroll of the Psalms with one scroll of the law, like some have suggested, it makes sense that there may be some duplicate Psalms in the various books. I know if I had five different hymn books that our church used, I'd want victory in Jesus to be in all of them. This Psalm 56 references when the Philistines seized David in Gath. This is located in 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 10 through 15. This is when King David acted insane and even drooled down his beard so that the king would not want to have him around. I love verses 3 and 4, and they say, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. A Christian songwriter, Steve Green, wrote a record of songs for children. And one of those songs is from these verses. It came out when my boys were small. And the gist of it goes like this. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God whose word I praise. The psalm continues with what can mere man do to me? I watched on the news this week that there is a new Vietnam War exhibit which brought a piece of the Hanoi prison, which was sarcastically called Hanoi Hilton, and it is located in Hudson, Massachusetts. The weekend news showed various torture techniques, and a few of the men who endured them spoke about them. People can do horrible things, but they can't take your soul. That is in the hands of God. I also realize that I have gone through nothing in comparison to what those men have gone through. What I like about this psalm is that there are reasons to be afraid. There are some terrible things out there, but we can trust in the Lord and we can meditate on his word. At the end of this psalm is also a thanksgiving of what God will do. God has delivered his soul from death, kept his feet from stumbling, and allowed him to walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 57 was written when David escaped Saul in the cave. This could either be 1 Samuel 22 verse 1 or 1 Samuel 24 verse 3 or even both. It begins with a lament and then ends with praise and thanksgiving. With Psalm 58, when I read this imprecatory psalm, I think of the death of George Floyd on May 25, 2020. When we see injustice done by people who should be bringing justice, we cry out as a nation. We want justice. 
This is what this psalm cries out for. It's a different era, but it is the same cry. And one of the great things about the psalms is it gives us words to cry out when we can't think of some on our own. Psalm 59 was written by David when King Saul sent men to watch David's house. This is found in 1 Samuel chapter 19 verses 11 and 12. This was when Saul's daughter, Michal, also David's wife, loved him. She led him out of the window to escape. At this time, David had faithfully served King Saul, but God was raising him up over Saul. Therefore, Saul became jealous of David and tried to kill him. That is why in verse 4, David cries out, For no guilt is mine. They run and set themselves against me. The first half of the psalm is about men after David, and the second half is about God as David's strength, his stronghold, and his shield. Psalm 60 is in reference to when Joab killed 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt, and its purpose was to teach. This story is in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1-14. through 14. This was when David was conquering the Philistine nations. And verse 12, the end of the chapter says, Through God we shall do valiantly, and it is he who will tread down our adversaries. And God did just that. Psalm 61, in verse 2, we see David is crying out from the end of the earth, and he longs to dwell in the tent, the tabernacle, forever. But what he really longs for is to be in the presence of the Lord. Let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. This makes me think of Jesus who also was looking out to that great city where the temple stands. And Jesus cried out, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Thankfully, David was willing, and he even longed for it. In Psalm 62, verses 1 and verse 5, they state, My soul waits in silence for God only. And then verses 2 and 6 are similar by David calling God his salvation, his rock, his stronghold, his hope, and also his refuge. Verse 11 says, Once God has spoken, and twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God, and loving kindness is yours, O Lord, for you render to a man according to his work. In Psalm 63, David was in the wilderness of Judah. That could either be when he was running for his life from King Saul in 1 Samuel 23 verses 14 through 15 and chapter 24 verse 1 or when he ran from his son Absalom in 2 Samuel chapter 15 verses 23 through 28. It is probably the second since David calls himself the king. And he longs for the sanctuary with power and glory. Here, David is in the wilderness and he yearns to be back in Jerusalem in the sanctuary to see God in his glory. Verses 3 and 4 state that the Lord's loving kindness is better than life 
and David will praise him as long as he lives. What I like about verse 6 is that we can pray and meditate while we are in bed. One thing that is helpful is to remember how God has blessed or been with us throughout our day. Stop to see if you'd seen his hand at work and thank and praise him for it. God helped David because David clung to the Lord. And one day the mouths of those who speak lies will be stopped. That's the last verse. Then Psalm 64 starts with the lies of David's enemies. So it continues on. Plus these enemies lay snares and schemes against him. But God will take care of them. And then the righteous will rejoice and will declare the work of God and will consider what God has done. So as we conclude this section of commitment, despite enemies, we see there are reasons to fear. Even King David had true enemies. People continually tried to bring him down, but God fought for him because he cried out. Ladies, it's okay to cry out to God. He sees and knows what's going on, and he will fight for you as you seek him. David stayed committed to the Lord and continually acknowledged him in all of his ways. We should do the same. So, what or whom do you need to lay down at the feet of the Lord Jesus? When we are afraid, we can trust in the Lord and in his word, and we too can stay committed in the midst of life's difficulties and in the midst of our enemies. So ladies, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's be women who pray and obey. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.